The Beer and Pretzel Podcast and Trash Talk Podcast are part of the Buttwide, though, and Podfix Networks. Check them out to hear more content from other great podcasters. Respect power, but crush those who oppose you. This is a quote from the new Rules Light Biker Game from Hell RPG Hell Knight. And welcome back. This is the Beer and Pretzel Podcast. My name is Austin, and today I'll be doing a little review for a new RPG I recently got my hands on called Hell Knight. And I'll be doing some comparisons to it and the fantastic RPG Morkborg. So Hell Knight is an RPG written by Gabriel Conrigo who has previously written Warpland and Neuro City. Both books me and him chatted about in an interview on this podcast months ago. So if anyone's interested in hearing about his creative process for making RPGs, I'll put a link for it in the podcast description. Because uh, that was a good interview, and it was awesome talking to him. He's just a full-time uh, game creator, and he's got some really good games so far. And while I did really like his last two RPGs, Hell Knight, his third game, is officially his tour de force, in my opinion. So getting into this little review, reading through it, I got instant flashbacks. So when I sat down with Morkborg in my hands for the first time and being blown away by that game-changing experience of reading through that art book of an RPG... Like Morkborg, Hell Knight is also a heavily stylized book with hard-hidden art and layout. And while most RPG books are heavily carried by one aspect of book design, usually write-in for the most part, and even Morkborg, as cool as that world and rules are, its main aspect people go for it is its art. Both Hell Knight, I consider it one of those rare RPGs where every aspect of it is executed so well by every member of the team but somehow it still blends together beautifully. Reading through both Morkborg and Hell Knight recently, I was shocked to find Hell Knight's layout and editing design to be somehow even more stylized than what most people consider to be one of the most heavily stylized RPG books out there. And while sometimes the font choice could be a little hard to read in some areas, for not just Morkborg, but Hell Knight too, I was never bored in my reading of this 170-page book. Where with Morkborg, there were a couple areas I skipped over on my first reading. The graphic design and artwork is, yes, extremely metal, but more so in a cool, psychedelic 70s vibe, which I thought was really neat. Yes, it goes extremely, extremely hard, but also does so with more depth than just blood and guts and spikes. And while its extreme art design will take a natural center stage to everything... Beneath all that great artwork and layout design is an extremely tight and efficient RPG with plenty of hidden details one catches on multiple readings. While the gameplay system is not my personal favorite of mine, as I'm not a fan of 2D6 RPGs in general, the explanation of the rules and world are extremely engaging to read through, as the game doesn't use much exposition chapters to get across its message and purpose. For me, that's my least favorite part of reading through any rule books is the beginning section. That area that just wastes time explaining what an RPG is, like we never even heard of the kind of game we just bought. 
or going over some not very interesting information about the world before we get to what we really want, which is the mechanics and building a character. And, you know, also sometimes uh, you're kind of coupled with safety tools section. And while that topic is important to have safety and discussion in any RPG uh, playthrough, any good or decent GM knows already how to take care of and protect his players, making this section, in my opinion, a little bit a waste of time and page space, usually. Bork Bork does a great job of just jumping into the teeth of the game, but it also has a pretty decent-sized section of exposition in the world of Morkborg. While it's important, it's by far the least interesting part of the game to read through. Hell Knight doesn't have this problem, or at least to me. It skips over any unnecessaries by literally going over the brief amount of rules starting on the first page. Like, literally the first page. And while it luckily goes over the world much later on, it does so through more random roll table text than a whole section just dictated to location, which I loved. So you got to learn about the world, not through just reading multiple paragraphs about the world, but by kind of playing the game and making this world as the game master by rolling on these tables or just even reading through these tables, you're able to learn more through these little hints what this world is all about and who lives inside it. That's just kind of like an extra bonus thing for me because I just love uh, rollable tables. Like Morkborg, Hell Knight excels to me with its use of these rollable tables. I'm not sure why, but I love a creative rollable table to create the world of characters through. The first game that really appealed to me with this was Shadow of the Demon Lord, which is the first book where I noticed my love for tables, with a couple tables to help characters on. You would kind of roll, and it would help kind of dictate a little bit more about your character. Uh, it wasn't a ton, but it was a couple things to help kind of flesh out the character. And in that, I loved it, but yeah, I wish there was more tables. And that's when I discovered Morkborg. Morkborg's art made me want to pick it up, but the rollable tables for generating characters in the world of the game is what made me love it. The sheer, pure creativity with every table, knowing whatever you roll, you would get a super cool and fucked up character. Hell Knight somehow is able to one-up this with a sheer amount of rollable tables, which take up probably the majority of this book, to be honest. It's like pretty much just rollable tables, but it's really, really well done, and I love it. Maybe for some people who are looking for more clear details and facts about the world, you know, that could be, I guess, a negative. But for me, it was a dream to read through. I love tables. Uh, there are plenty of books that don't use them very well just because the creativity for every choice is usually subpar or some are just more interesting than others. But with Morkborg and now especially with Hell Knight, this is not an issue. It's every possible outcome is as hardcore metal as it can get, making this a new king of pure metal RPGs that takes away the crown from Morkborg, once again, in my opinion. So I made a character for this game, and to go over quickly how one makes a character, and also to show how, for me, it's by far my favorite part of this new wave of stylized game making, I'll be going over a step-by-step -step process how I made my character called King Tutum Seventh. So choosing between the six classes, which are known in this game as duties, was a fun but daunting task. 
Each duty had the same setup, similar to Morkborg's class system, with each having a quick bit that made them stand apart from the others before going to a series of rollable tables that generates the character's powers, gears, background, and flaws. For me, I chose the first choice for class, which is the Slayer, which was it's kind of like the more offensive base class. It's a group of fierce demons that adhere to a code of bloodshed. Very cool, pure offensive base. Um, there's a lot of amazing classes. Uh, some that are like all about like taking over bodies, and some that you're basically uh, someone who died and has come back to life to extract vengeance. Pretty much every single character choice is super cool and badass, which is just the famous game. It's just making the most pure, cool shit as possible. But this character, the Slayer, is just pure badass. That's all it is. It's just killing things. So. Rolling from my hell form, I got hell speak, which is I just talk and hell speak, and that's it. And mummified corpse, which made it so that I was basically a mummy that rode a motorcycle that talks in hell speak, which instantly pretty much just made this the coolest character I've ever created. Rolling powers, I got rage, which is pretty much just a barbarian ability, kind of. And I was lucky enough to roll dragon scale armor for my character's armor. I also have like this flash uh, weapon power where I can kind of like take flesh and form into different weapons, which is pretty cool. Uh, weapons I received were two bone tomahawks in the background table dictated that I was a veteran of an ancient war against a celestial. And that was pretty much it. I got to roll for my hell ride, my motorcycle, which its name is Dark Thunder. There's a whole table just for naming your bike. And it has the ability to change its color and appearance. And its personality is that of a demanding glutton, drooling oil when it catches a scent of flesh and farts appalling fumes. So with that, I was presented with the most insane player character I've ever created. And none of it really was due to my choice. It's not like I went out of my way to try to create the most badass character possible or the most edgy character possible or anything like that. 100% of those character traits were dictated by the tables which I rolled on, and this is why I just wanted to show you how strong the writing is to create the most badass gaming characters. By rolling, pretty much just every time, I just went, that's dope, that's fucking cool, that's rad. Everything I rolled, it just added more to his character to make him super cool and interesting. I do not think it's possible to create a more metal RPG than Hell Knight, in my opinion. I just do not think you can. Morkborg held that honor for so long and ruled the world in terms of games that were defined by the rule of cool. But while both books succeeded at that notion, Hell Knight does something a little bit more interesting than that, and that is involving the players ever so slightly in the world of the rule of cool. Morkborg and Hell Knight both have little gameplay mechanics to help out the players. Morkborg has omens, which players can spend to get extra attack rolls, or to reduce damage, or avoid it entirety. Hell Knight, though, has something similar called Grit. And while at first I thought it was just kind of like a close ripoff of the omens mechanic, I was happily surprised to see them do something really unique with the idea. And that was to have Grit have the choice to be spent to change the story by performing a stunt. This allows the player to describe the action in the most extreme and over-the-top ways possible, thus changing the story even if just slightly. This gives Hell Knight, in my opinion, a little edge when it comes to interesting mechanics, combining pretty straight-face rules 
with a little bit of theater of mind gameplay mechanics that affect story and allow the character to join in telling the story. So I thought that was pretty cool. Is there anything I found particularly not for me personally? Yeah, of course. Very, very rarely does anything like 100% match up to exactly what I want in a product. But also those choices don't really matter because I'm not criticizing a fixed product like a 2x4 piece of wood or a sheet of metal, but a piece of art created by a passionate creative who made this in the exact way you wanted and succeeded. The end result is I liked it a lot and I'm very excited to run it as soon as possible even if it just gives me a chance to roll up new characters. If a game can make me excited with just its character creation, you know, I think you did a pretty good job. I was curious why there wasn't a devotion to a single color choice, though. I thought it made the book more interesting, though, personally, with its change from purple to black to red, kind of setting up the book as large chapters. But maybe it would make the book a little bit more cohesive with one choice, because Morkborg, they kind of pretty much just choose yellow, for the whole book this there's like it's like 20 to 30 pages of purple and then it kind of goes to black to red um so it kind of alternates colors is it a good thing or bad thing i kind of like it to be honest because it doesn't just piggyback off Morkborg's choice of using a single vibrant color to stand out and instead it gives plenty of changes of theme throughout the book using color which i did enjoy now, will this game become as big as Morkborg? No, probably not. It's safe to say no. Morkborg came out at the perfect time and took the gaming world by storm, which I don't think anyone, even the creators, were expecting. Hell Knight and other games in this new wave of stylized gaming will forever be playing catch-up, even if their products are nothing alike. But what I'm saying is that this game, in my eyes, is just as good, if not better, than Morkborg. As good as that game is, its brutal stylization heavily outshines its barebone rules. And while I'm not a massive fan of 2D6 games, the idea of having to roll under your stat and having such a nasty list of critical hit tables to play with makes its combat system at least more interesting, in my opinion, than Morkborg. Hell Knight can be found at the link below in this podcast, and I greatly advise everyone to give it a view. It's a clear work of passion for its creative team, and it's so easy to see how much work and joy went to creating this. So I give Hell Knight a 9.5 out of 10. Now, before we wrap this review episode up, I want to talk about something that has me very excited, and that is if you ever want to play D&D with me or to join a new D&D campaign in general, I'm now offering my services in a weekly game of D&D every Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. on startplaying.com as a professional DM. This week and next, I'll be running the first two sessions of my D&D campaign called Fruit of Violet Haze, which is inspired by the RPG book Ultraviolet Grasslands. In this campaign, players will take control of a caravan that travels from adventure site to adventure site, exploring for lost ruins, interacting with recruitable NPCs to join the caravan train, and searching for treasure in an unexpected land. This campaign is inspired by wagon-focused games like Oregon Trail and open-world games like Skyrim, Elden Ring, and Breath of the Wild. Every location the caravan will travel to will be fully searchable, with no railroad gameplay, just exploring this open world by the players if you're interested in learning more about the game check out the link below which will lead you to our startplaying.com page later tell me that you came from the podcast and i'll give you a second session for free 
So thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. Tune in soon to catch the next indie RPG actual play. Until then, good night and continue to let the good times roll. My name is Austin and this was the Beer and Pretzel Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,